0: Okay, I will call the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, May the 4th, 2015, to order But the record showed that the meeting started 10 minutes after 5. Uh, we, you should have an agenda in front of you. Um, are there any additions? And is there an opportunity for deletions? Hearing none, I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as presented. Councillor Needham, all in favour of Councillor Needham's motion? Passed. Uh, So that takes us to Section 3 of the agenda, adoption of minutes. There should be two sets of minutes uh, in front of you. You Minutes of April the 27th, 2015, Regular Meeting Council, and the minutes of the April 29th, 2015, Governance and Priorities Committee. So I will. Uh, any uh, any corrections needed to be made to the regular meeting of council on April twenty seventh? Those minutes. Okay. Hearing. hearing I'll, uh, I'll make
1: a motion. Uh, Worshiped accept the uh, minutes from uh, April twenty seventh as it, as presented.
0: All in favor, Councilor Bird's motion. And uh, with respect to the Governance and Priorities Committee meeting for April 29th, uh, any uh, corrections needed there? Probably not. It's quite short and sweet. Will you make a motion then, Mm -hmm. Councillor Such? Okay. Okay. All in favor, Councillor McKee's motion. Um, Are there any public hearings, Ms. Alexoff? No your worship. Uh, that takes us to presentations and my favorite oil company, Murphy Oil, is here. <laughs> Shell Shell and the other guys don't listen to the podcast, so no
2: Most of you know me. I'm Jenny MacDonald. You were too far away at the last lunch for me to say hello. Um, I want to introduce you to Colin uh, McLeod. Now, Colin is the lead project engineer, major projects. What that means for us is he's the one who led the team building the thermal project uh, that Murphy is embarking on, and we're here to to talk to you about today. So we'll just let him go from there.
3: Okay, so... Good evening. Thank you for having me. Uh, this evening, we'd like to talk to you about our Seal Central project, um, namely uh, why it's such a big endeavor for Murphy Oil. Um, we'll talk about its location, its size, uh, the technology well, we plan to use, and overall, the you know what the project's all about, and including the schedule. If you have any questions, um, please uh, fire away. So Murphy Oil, um, I think you're, you're well aware. Murphy's been in been in here at least a couple times now. Um, Murphy has uh, an operating asset here in the Peace River region, the SEAL asset. Um, also in the northeast BC, the Motney. Uh, those are the two operating assets in Canada. They also have an interest in uh, non-operating assets uh, like uh, Syncrude and Hibernia. Uh, Murphy is a company headquartered out of the U.S. where it originated um, largely, they have, they have a number of offshore um, operations, Peace River. and it's it's been in Peace River since 2003. Uh, the next the next slide, um, we'd we'll, we'll like to talk about its existing operations in the Peace River region. Um, we're operating in uh, both Carat, Cliffdale and Seal Lake. Um, the, Mostly the, the production that uh, M- Murphy is undergoing is uh, called primary production or, or cold production of um, in place bitumen. Um, we have um, in Kadat in particular, there is a uh, w- also one thermal pilot. that has been operating for a couple of years now. Uh, total production is uh, is just under 8,000 barrels per day um, currently. That that picture there, I believe, is of the um, is of the Karat, uh, Actually, I'm not certain of this one, but I believe it is of the Karat pilot.
1: So, just so I understand exactly what the cold production is, is it a over oh,
3: here? Yeah. <laughs>
1: is it? Someone told me there was actually a, a a layer of bitumen that you're actually pumping from, as opposed to being in, intermixed with the with the. The sands and stuff, or is it yeah. just there's? It's viscous enough you can pump it from from the structure that it's located in. Yeah.
3: We actually have a slide coming up that's got a good visual on it. Okay, we'll talk fine. to, but 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 mostly the the viscosity of of this bitumen place is is, uh, is such that we can pump it without having to enhance the or decrease the viscosity by any other means.
1: So it's yeah. a, it it's more viscous than say
3: what Shell has encountered at their 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 plant. Um. Broadly speaking, the viscosity is is, is similar, uh, a a shell. But I mean, let's if you compared it to say, um, some of the developments in the Athabasca region, uh, in Fort McMurray, that viscosity is much greater than than the the Seal Lake uh, viscosity. Generally speaking. So uh, the the Seal Central project, uh, why we're here tonight. Um, the project is, uh, is sized at, um, 12,450 barrels per day. Um, that's the throughput. Um, the, the project itself, um, we'd like to use the, uh, horizontal cyclic steam stimulation recovery <coughs> technique. So HCSS is the acronym that's, that's used. Um, and again, I we'll, we'll have a, a visual coming up here in a couple slides that we can talk to. But, um, it will be the the bitumen that's produced will be diluted with diluent and and sold as a, as they call it a dilbit, and um, and sold into um, via pipeline to the market. For, uh, generally speaking, again the, the, the timing is um, first steam uh, is expected 2019, and it's a, we view it as a 35 year operating uh, asset. Oh, there there
1: go.
3: we go. Yep. Okay, so the next slide talks about the, uh, the location um, of, of the project area. If I can, uh, I guess you, you can't see my mouse when I do that, do we? So I guess w- what we'll look at is um, on the left hand side of the map there's the town of peace river it's highlighted in yellow you can see the river flowing through if you can see that on the map um south and east of there is the town of high prairie um somewhat in the middle of that in, in the white sections of uh, of land there's a our project area is highlighted in yellow there's a, a yellow perimeter going around our our project area so this is a, really a map of communities um it's showing as we mentioned the, the local towns um Aboriginal communities, as well, as, and it, it shows some of the infrastructure, both um, you know, both roads and uh, and rail. Uh, in fact, um, the the project area itself, um, as we mentioned, it, it's uh, located mostly in in, in sections. Uh, it is located in sections eighty-three, range fifteen. We have a typo on the slide; it, it says eighty-five. It should say um, should say eighty-three the it's it will be located in an area where we have existing coal production um, and this uh, when to get to that slide where it shows the visual of the HCSS technique it will show you how how we're managing that. Um, the central processing facility we, we'll have, was located in sections 12 um, of 8315
4: So that would be close to your uh your Seal Lake project. That's right. Yeah. So by one to twenty six.
3: Yep. Just just south of there, just down the road from it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what the uh, of the superimposing of the cold production and, and the thermal production will will, will be illustrated in in two slides from now, and it's probably easier to.
2: Greenfield versus brownfield.
3: Right. So, um, the the cold the. The thermal production will be greenfield. The the portion of the project that's greenfield will be mostly the central processing facility. Um, We will make use of of any brownfield locations to uh, minimize disturbance as much as possible. So, this next slide here talks about the resource base that Murphy Oil has. Um, the, The portion, the sections of land that are uh, shaded or hatched with the, uh, the sort of red color. That's the project area um, of the Seal Central project. The Murphy's lands, the, what they have an interest in, uh, extend all around all around that. And um, you know, big picture, Murphy would like to long have a long-term operating asset in this area. Um, currently, what they're able to recover with via means of coal production is about four percent of oil in place. So they have estimated that there's about sixty five million cubic meters of bitumen in place in that in that greater blue hatched area. Sorry, in our in our in our project area, which is the red hatched area. There's there's more than that in the in the blue hatched area. So Murphy would like to concentrate first on in terms of in terms of thermal production on the SEAL Central project. <coughs> um and then expand from there into the into the adjoining lands they, they view the recovery technique of the uh, the horizontal cyclic steam stimulation as being able to recover up to twenty four percent versus currently four percent of uh, oil in place so here's the uh, the slide I was referring to it's kind of there you go it kind of gives you a Sort of a 3D visual of, of, of the uh, technique. So there's um you can as you can see on this um, slide there's a you know the topographic layer the top and you can see a you know a drilling rig from that drilling rig or that well pad location um, we would drill um, these horizontal wells um, into what's called the blue sky reservoir and that's the area that's the section that's highlighted yellow. So currently we have cold production wells that are on sort of the more topmost or upper portion of the blue sky. You can see some well bores that are, they're that in that area. These thermal wells would target the lower portion of the blue sky, so they go, they'd be drilled and completed un, underneath um, those horizontal sections of uh, existing wells. So this um, this kind of gives you. a an idea of um, how the wells would be completed. Um, horizontal cyclic steam stimulation, there's, um, there is the technique involves sort of three phases. One, the first one is when you inject steam, which can, can last roughly um, uh, you know, a, a couple of months or so. Um, there's a soaking period uh, that, that can last for, for a couple of weeks, um, and then a production period, which will last uh, much longer than the, the injection period. Um, so that's the technique we like to employ. Um, it's used, it's been, been used in the Peace River region already, and it's been used in Cold Lake quite extensively. The, uh, the depth of the blue sky is, is um, uh, on average, you know, over 600 meters, uh, from surface. Um, and it is protected by, uh, by the oil-rich Shale, which is referred to as the cap rock, uh, to, to contain, um, the steam that we inject into the reservoir
1: so on that schematic the part i didn't understand they show yeah. where you where they've hollowed out there they show the blue sky going down almost to the level of where the horizontal um drilling has gone on but on this other side
3: it's it's much thinner than that yeah um so they this this channel of, of the blue sky they they um what we're targeting at the area, it does get deeper like that. So it, it, there's thinner the sections, and it goes deeper. So the wells would actually be drilled so that it, it, it can follow that that deeper portion of it. Okay. Think of it as a sort of like a like a tub where it gets deeper like that, and we want to we want to okay, try to gain the most from that from that depth. So you've got a much thicker layer where the drill yes where it is to yep. be able to extract it. Okay, that's right, and that's what they refer to as a channel that runs, runs right through there. Okay. Uh, yeah, the thickness of the cap rock is is uh, on average 100 120 meters thick, which is which is which is really good. We we view that as a very positive attribute to the project or this area, this um, this resource. Okay. Um, when when compared to other areas in Alberta, other thermal recovery areas such as the Athabasca or Cold Lake, um, you know some areas have much thinner um, cap rock uh, layers. Or is it this is considered very very thick for containment So the project phases really there's um, this map here shows um, the sort the, of the, the red area is our development area and what by that that's our initial concentration of the, of the project so within the development area we would um, our, our plans include, uh, three, really two components uh, three well pads and um, one central processing facility. The, the project area, which is the broader blue area, is uh, further out in time where we'd, we'd uh, continue on with uh, further well pads to support the trying to keep the, the development at, at a, a flat production as much as possible. Yeah, and again, it's uh, 35 years is what we've what we've estimated. So this is sort of the this slide here talks about the the, the surface components of the, the equipment uh, that support the development. Um, there is uh, in the development area currently there's there's seven well pads, um, and uh, you know outside that development area there'll be further there'll be there'll be more well pads, but we have we have well pads which Uh, On average, contain 12 wells per pad. Um, There'll be uh, observation wells to to monitor pressure and temperature where required. There'll be a a central processing facility where we... um, Really, the heart of that operation is water treatment. And um, we'll we'll also be um, treating the the, the oil, the bitumen, when it comes to the plant and, at that point, selling it to market. We'll be conserving... Does
5: the, yep. Where does the water come from that you use?
3: So we would like to get uh, water from a local aquifer uh, to support the, uh, the, uh, the makeup required to, for the volumes to generate steam. We'll also be recycling our water. Any of the water we inject into the reservoir and then produce back, we'll be recycling as much as we can. the the makeup uh, could range up upwards the higher upper limit of 2,000 cubes a day We
2: have been approached to, we we have been approached and made aware that you have lots of water should we ever run dry It's only
5: on some days though
2: oh yeah. we can't get a truckload anytime we want
4: <laughs> When do you expect this project to uh, start off?
3: Uh, in terms of needing water? Um,
4: as far as the, yeah. the actual build?
3: Oh, the, the construction. Uh, so what's estimated now is Q4 of 2016, so late next year. When you're starting? The construction, yeah, once once we have received regulatory approval. Yeah.
2: We estimated 18 to 24 months for the regulatory approval. The, the application went in February 28th. So we just do the math from that. It really depends on the AER
6: when we actually get started. So when you're talking about the camp construction operation, how many people are we talking?
3: So we've estimated a peak camp requirement of up to 200 people per day. So it'll it'll start flatter initially and then then piece.
6: So 200 is the peak? Yeah. Sorry? Okay. And... That's a fly in, fly out. Is that your plan on that, or what's your plan on that?
3: Um, you have to, yes, to get to gain the, the number of resources required. We, we anticipate we'll have to bring in resources from out of town if if, if they're not local. Available. So you are
6: going to look at trying to hire local and oh, yeah, encourage absolutely. people to uh, actually relocate to Peace River yeah, in Northern Sunrise County. <laughs> th-
3: that's our that's our first choice is okay. to to uh, you know uh, give the opportunity to, to any local contractors as much as possible. Um, it, you know, it, it's good for the community and it's um, it saves us a lot of money as well.
6: But as far as bringing in people to work here, are you looking at recruiting people to work here, to move here, or is it simply just going to be to staff the camp? Um, like I understand there's going to be contractor positions that you would yeah. put out to tender to locals, but what about uh, the 200 people per, well, I guess the 200 people at peak, are yeah. you looking at trying to have some of those people be local and come out to camp, or are those more temporary yeah.
3: positions so the camp position the, the those are construction positions so they would be i mean it's it's going to range from 2016 up to 2019 so it's not long term but the the operating positions are, are long-term um staff positions um okay, so we live here. yes and yeah we'd, we'd much prefer them to live in peace river We've estimated about 40 people. At
2: this point, Murphy's become very aware over the last few years that uh, it it would be good for the revenue for Peace River, the town of Peace River as well. And as some of you have already seen, although not in this chamber, but elsewhere, we have a number of people that have started to take positions with Murphy here who actually live here. For example, the, uh, the superintendent of facilities, uh, Gerald Ennis, actually lived, I had a tour down the river last week. He lives down uh, just beyond the estates there, moved in when he took the job, and that is, that is to continue.
3: Okay. Um, the next slide here um, kind of illustrates what we talked about before. This is the Seal Lake area. Um, what we're trying to show here is the, the little snapshot of the blow-up of, of um, aerial photos is that we try to locate well pads and uh, pipelines, ga- gathering lines in disturbed areas, pre-disturbed areas, as much as possible. And we, we believe we it, we have that a, a, that has reduced our footprint considerably. One thing to note is the pink... Uh, rectangular box is uh, where the new central processing facility would be located. And that's that would be a green field development. But that see, means brand new? Brand new, yeah. So we'd have to cut trees down. And, um, total distance? The total distance between um, the, the uppermost, uh, northernmost thermal well pads to that central processing facility is about one kilometre. And that one of twenty six facility you mentioned is right sort of in the middle of that. And we, and we plan to make use of uh, um, existing tanks and equipment there. So this is, uh, this is just kind of there's a two photos. The one on the left is the northernmost section. Um, from that, you can see that there's that one of twenty six facility is the largest block of um, pre-disturbed or existing uh, area um so th- there's a diagonal line you can see from there and that's that line is the, what's called the seal gathering line that's the pipeline that connects the area to to basically Nipissi and gets the you know we bring in diluent into the area and we are able to bring out product or oil out to the market and it, it shows some of the, you know additional future well pads the picture on the on the right is the is from one to twenty six south, and it, it shows th- you know three additional. Uh, it shows the first three addition three well pads that would support the the, the facility. So the schedule. Um, this this is our our overall schedule. Um, it, it shows that we you know we started this. Uh, This project in earnest in 2014, Um, and we expect that uh, you know continuing on on the engineering and and detailed design, as well as stewarding the regulatory work, um, will bring us to a point where we can start construction uh, late next year, and um, be ready for commissioning and startup, and and being able to inject steam and in early 2019. Oil production always lags that. As as I mentioned, we have uh, the horizontal cyclic steam stimulation technique, Um, inject steam for a couple of months first before we get to the point where we can produce oil. So this brings us to the uh, last slide. Um, which has some stats on the on the project and um, so as you mentioned it's a it's a, it's a it's a long life project with with, with, with lots of potential um, um, it's a th- this was our initial um, uh, capital cost estimate and we're doing doing work now to, to see if we can improve on that um, there's a range of, of, of Construction um, employment from, it says 75 to 200 people per day, um, and uh, you know at least 40 people for you know full-time operations uh, and maintenance uh, support. Um, we've tried to I wanted to emphasize again that we've tried to minimize our disturbance as much as possible. So when we were laying out our gathering lines and pads, we were really conscientious of that. Um, we will be using a pipeline. That is the, our marketing strategy. We don't want to truck our our, uh, our produced oil out. Uh, we want to make use of, of pipelines. Um, all of our gas that we produce from these thermal production uh, pads will be uh, conserved in our facility. Um, there won't be any venting or, or of that gas. It will be used um, in a, to uh, fire our boilers. And... Um, and conserved within the, the, the plant. Um, our water our water source is, is not potable water, is, is what we planned, and um, we will be recycling as much of that water as possible. And our plan is to keep Ginny busy with the stakeholder consult, consultation as much as possible. So
2: we're working with the AER in their streamlining process Um as you all know, they are starting to streamline some of their regulations, or if not, you s- they, they're working on it. Um, part of what you've already seen from Murphy is, is changing how they effectively operate in the communities. So we are going to continue that. Uh, the terminology here is not exactly uh, what we want to say here. What we want to say is we'll take any input and we'll certainly grow that stakeholder uh, connection, uh, whether it's First Nations, Métis, or the communities out and about that uh, don't consider themselves in those in those styles of life so um, we'll just keep going and take good ideas and you'll see us raising our head more frequently than you have in the past for sure we'll take any questions now you will find as we cycle through we want to keep the community updated so we will definitely keep coming back to you if we have updates uh, to keep you informed and we'll always bring the engineers as well so that you can get your questions answered from the ones who actually did the work
7: with uh <coughs> Pardon me, your worship. Uh, with respect to the pipeline, is it your pipeline, or are you buying
3: space in the pipeline? Just so the sealed gathering line, we have uh, we operate that that line. Okay. We sorry. have a working interest. We have of that. Uh, so we don't we don't have 100 percent of it. We have so
7: in it. terms of capacity, you build a new new pipe. You you're going to put a new facility in, and the pipeline will, will handle your capacity. You're, you're not. That's not a risk. <laughs>
3: Correct. Yeah.
7: It, it has adequate capacity okay. for this. And, and then the next question, just when you use the term construction. 2016 would you be including there's 84 wells associated with this project so Mm -hmm. do you pre-drill 84 wells and then you do the site construction or does it happen simultaneously or are they two different exercises so I guess the question is are they when you say construction do you mean drilling wells and putting up stainless steel
3: Yes, yeah, it, it's together. It, it, it's together. So, and we we start with the preparing the, the pads, the leases first, so that the drilling rig can get on site and have a adequately prepared site. Um, but the, the drilling wouldn't commence until we think 2017, come, come in that window and, and complete the first. Actually, only 36 wells initially, three pads, uh, 12 wells per pad, and um, do that first. All right.
7: Well, great. Uh, welcome to Peace River. Uh, find find uh, find forty more people and move them all here. We we will love
8: sure.
4: you. Okay. I think Councilor banky hit the hit the nail on the head there when she was talking about local employment. As as you know, I work in the industry, but I'm not going to tell you who I work for. It's not going to get into a <laughs> conflict of interest here. But um, so these seventy five to two hundred during construction. Um, people that you're looking at locally here—are you talking like your electricians, your gas fitters, your uh, your pipe fitters, and, and that kind of stuff?
3: Yes, absolutely. All, any, all, the, all there's a full range of different trades required for this project.
4: Yeah, because as as we all know right now, there's that field. There is no work to be had out there right now, and it's. I think this is some good news moving forward, especially for the community. Mm-hmm.
2: The other good thing about this is this is an ongoing project for 35 years. It will not all develop at once, which means from an economic point of view for the community, you will have construction, construction, and not to the point of being a nuisance, but you know that when one part of it, the first stage is done, there will be more beyond that because of the 35-year length yeah. of the time for the project. Um
5: We're a question or two. Um, So, do any of your um, employees need uh, training that Northern Lakes College could or would help with? That's our local satellite college, put it that way.
3: Yeah, um, well, we're going to need operators with steam tickets in particular. Um, That's one of the the highest needs we'll we'll have. Um, We'll probably need um, water treatment. Experiments um, um, experience um, as well. Uh, so those will be but the Which are
5: hard to come by, I understand.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that'll be the as mentioned before, that that's the really the heart of the yeah. operation.
5: So and then my last question, after thirty five years, do you I don't know, replant all the trees or, or what happens as you draw out and leave kind of thing? Or what's the plan? I guess.
3: So, yeah, there there would be, um, when the facility's done, we'd have to abandon properly and reclaim the the area. So all the, the, for example, um, when you you, um, develop a new uh, lease, whether it be a well pad or the central processing facility, all of the top soils are, are stockpiled properly, and they would be created back into place and native species replanted.
2: And if you don't mind, are you on the board of the uh, school?
3: I'm on a committee. I'm sorry. I'm on a
2: committee
5: that the educational committee with Northern Lights. I'm Lakes.
2: sure. I'm sure Murphy already has, but in case they don't, maybe you could get us a list of what that school actually
6: does provide for training. Sure. I think that's useful. Yep. yep. Are you guys planning on having a uh, storefront presence in town or office space where people can? Touch base with Murphy if they choose to.
2: <laughs> At this point in time, we haven't decided to go forward and do that. When the thermal project comes up uh, to closer to its date of start, the, d- the, con- the discussions are ongoing in Murphy as to whether we should or we shouldn't, so we don't have an answer for you yet, but it's definitely being considered.
4: Just to add to, add to uh, that list of, of schools, when you're uh, talking about uh, training for staff, there's a, a, a few four that I'm aware of of uh, small indi- or small uh, businesses in town that take care of your H2S and your uh, all all that safety training that every employee requires. So there, that is available in town as well.
2: Could you uh, ask them when you're talking to them to please send us their information to make sure that we don't lose them in the fray? We'll do. Yeah.
1: Okay. sure I have one question. Uh, the uh, Peace Regional Waste Management Company had some open houses where they talked about uh, expansion of the landfill. One of the Things with state was moving to the green area. I don't know if you figured this out yet, but with the uh, produced water recycling, you produce a fa- you will produce a fair amount of sludge. I understand. How are you going to dispose of that? Will you dispose of that down back down hole, or will it be landfill? We
3: that's one what one thing we have to do this year is talk to local providers for um, a source for the the sludge from the um, hot lime softening process.
1: And. Like, do you have any idea of what volume you're looking at? Huh?
3: Yes, I do know the volume. I don't have it. I can't think of it offhand okay. right now. But it's, um, is it a little amount or a big amount? It's a little amount. It's not, it's not large. Okay. Uh, All right.
2: We do currently use Terriita in that area as well, and I understand there's some other sites that are a distance away that might be possible. When I lived in Newfoundland, you didn't eat the potatoes because they used crab meat on them. And they smelt and tasted like crab meat.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Any other questions? Okay, thanks very much, Jenny and Colin. Welcome.
2: Well, we're really pleased to have been invited to come and present to you. And as I say, we'll keep you abreast of what's going on as we move forward. If you've got any questions individually, feel free to get hold of us, and we don't have any problems trying to get you answers.
8: Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, we need to take it. Well, we're going to have a bit of a recess here. Five minutes.
8: And council. So, I'm here to provide council with a recommendation with respect to engaging an executive search firm for the purpose of filling the CAO position. Uh, At the April 27th regular meeting of council, council passed a motion to ask administration to look into this. Um, Some background information on the the situation. So, the CAO position is currently vacant. Um, In the past, the town has utilized um, self advertising, so, we've used AUMA, AAMDC. Municipal World as well as our own um, website to advertise this position. Um, The Municipal Inspection Report states that the approach to the recruitment of the CAO leaves considerable doubt as to the degree of consideration given to how challenging the task would be to find a credible candidate and why having a professional assist would have been money well spent. Um, So I've looked into a few executive search firms um, across Alberta. Of the ones we found, six were selected and contacted to provide proposals. Each firm did provide proposals, and most of them provided references. Um, after an extensive extensive search, the following are options provided for council's consideration. Um, so, option one: the Town of Peace River contract Jacobson page search to recruit the CEO position. Um, there's a list of of the information they provided me there. Option two: Town of Peace River Council contract Ravenhill Group to recruit the CEO position. Or option three would be to select another firm from the list provided to fill the position. Um, administration recommends that council enter into a contract with Jacobson Page Search to recruit the CAO for the town of East River.
0: Okay, questions?
7: Was, Your Worship, was there any one, we we saw a lot of paper on this, Um, obviously you did some interviews, was there any one um, sort of tiebreaker or indicator uh, that pops to mind as to why you selected this? Uh, I see the price is about the same, the guarantee is about the same. Is there any one particular item that you would, uh, that that stood out in your mind in terms of the
8: recommendation? Yeah, so the recommendation was made for Jacobson Search. Um, because the consultant I spoke with did a lot of research prior to giving us a proposal. Um, he asked me questions with regard to the budget that the CEO will be working with, the number of staff, um, strategic plan, things like that in advance, um, whereas some of the other companies gave me a proposal without the, the prior research to it.
7: Thank you.
0: Any further questions? If somebody want to make a motion then?
7: Your worship, I would.
0: Uh...
1: I have a question, I guess, or we can okay. push one. What was the breakdown? I m- maybe I missed what you said. Uh, the breakdown in terms of how much the recruitment involved in advertising versus actually contacting, you know, a, a known base of people that may not be actively looking for employment?
8: What do you mean, what was the breakdown? Well can you expand on that a little
1: bit? Like I read, like Raven Ravenhill, they they don't even advertise. It you know, they basically implied if we want to advertise, we can and right. they'll put it in. But their methodology is primarily to contact people that they, they know that might be suitable and see if they're interested then in and you know, see if they can interest them and then narrow right. it down that way. Yes. Some of the others implied that it was almost all they would advertise like you do for recruit, normal recruitment. Yeah, so placement.
8: everybody that I spoke with did say that they would advertise as well as seek out their networks and go talk to people and, and seek out those other people that weren't necessarily looking for positions. And yeah, Ravenhill did say that their primary way would be to, to seek out candidates. Okay. Yeah,
0: Your
7: Worship, uh, if... Uh, if um, if I'm able to, I would put a motion on the floor that uh, council accepts administration re- uh, recommendation uh, as presented, and that recommendation is that council into a, enter into a contract with uh, Jacobs and Page Search to recruit a new CAO um, for the town of Peace River.
0: Okay. All in favour? Nobody was against, so that pass passes. Thank you. Uh, are there any by-law, by-law, bylaws to be heard, read, no, <coughs> passed? Okay. That takes us to new business. Um, <clears throat> we have the Northwest Emergency Social Services Regional Meeting, and uh, we have a briefing note in front of us that was written specifically for Deputy Mayor Manzer, um, administration recommends that the council enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the Emergency Social Services Regional Meeting on May the 14th, 2015 from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Peace River. And uh, this Emergency Social Services Network of Alberta um, uh, basically uh, is to share knowledge and bill support among the region for emergency social services uh, components involved in municipal emergency planning. Are there any further questions that need to be asked of uh, administration on this? Hearing none, I'll ask for a motion to
4: I'll put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, that Council enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the emergency social services regional meeting on May Fourteenth,
0: 2015. All in favor? Uh, We also have the next item on the agenda is a community services board membership item. Uh, The community services board uh, would like to fill a vacancy for a member at large as per the community services board bylaw number 1206. And they have an applicant. Uh, his name is John Marshall. I'm, I think you, you might have even been born in this town. Certainly lived in it a long time. Um, and um, um, I think this is fairly straightforward. So perhaps a motion from, from Mr. Ford, seeing that he made the original motion at the Community Services Board.
4: Mr. Your Worship, I would uh, put a motion on the floor to uh, accept John Marshall to the Community Services Board as a member at large, as recommended.
0: All in favour? Passed. Um, we have a request for support, uh, FCM. I think that stands for Federation of Canadian Municipalities, Women and Municipal Government Fund and uh, FCM, FCM is requesting a donation of $100 towards their program to increase participation of women in local government. Uh, we have a number of options here, but the recommendation from administration is to provide a $100 donation to the FCM Women and Municipal Government Fund, and they're indicating that the funds would be drawn out of the Legislative Public Relations and Promotions account. Any questions of administration on this? If not, I will uh, entertain a motion to uh, on this item.
6: Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the table to accept uh, administration's
0: recommendation. All in favor of Councilor Menke's motion? Passed. Um, the next item on the agenda is a uh, Peace Library System. Uh, they have a uh, they have a survey. Uh, council survey that they would like uh filled out and forwarded to the uh, or sent back to them when i opened it up i only saw four questions on the survey and that's right and so what community needs are are trying to to meet through your library how are you trying to meet those needs so I I believe, uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer, you asked for this item to be put on the agenda. I'm assuming that you want to get some input from council, so it is a bona fide council survey.
5: Right. According to the library regulations, um, council basically must participate in this survey. So, yes, council needs to participate.
0: Okay, so maybe we'll uh just go we'll just there's four questions. Uh we'll just quickly go around the table and uh have people uh uh just say what they they feel that we should enter in there. So why don't we uh start out with Councillor Benke and we'll finish up with Deputy Mayor Manzer, but or we could start with myself. <laughs> Well,
7: before we start, and if there's a pregnant pause in the discussion, Your Worship, I'd like to jump in. Um, I'm I'm confused. So is is the survey, we have the library in Peace River, which is called the Peace River Municipal Library and Arts Center. And then I read the questions that are on here. So are these questions about the Peace Library system, the greater system, or, or is this about? The local library, and I, as I read the questions, it's kind of a flavor of both, and I just—I think you offered,
5: yeah. You answer it both ways, though, because the system helps the local, right?
7: Okay, okay, uh, okay, and, and okay, fair enough. And, and I guess if I was to answer the question, the, the local library we develop—I'm the library board representative—so we spend some time. We don't call it a strategic plan. We call it a plan of service, and it's a requirement of government. And the plan of service lays out budgets, resources, uh, the kinds of things that libraries uh, provide, whether it's um, electronic materials, book materials, uh, school time for children, um, uh, you know, re- rental of, of uh, audio books, those kinds of things. So um, I, I guess uh, from my perspective... Um, the local library tries to meet its customer needs the best it's, it can and and how it does it it does it through board members and it does it through a local survey so um i'm not discouraging anybody from completing this but i'm just trying to understand how this fits into what what, what we've already done <laughs> and if somebody somebody's got some input that's that's great yeah. um
5: so, Mr. Needham, as I understand it, your comments would basically refer to number one, but then numbers probably two, three, and four are more the general system, how it can help the local program,
7: et cetera. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I guess, Deputy Mayor, I wasn't debating the uh, uh, the questions or the value of the survey. I was just trying to understand the perspective I would take if I was to answer that and uh, you know, on the demographics, we certainly see a huge Mennonite community.
0: Why don't we just go with one, two, three, and four, and we'll just go around the table. All right. Because I, I think all W. Mayor Manzer wants is answers <laughs> to the survey. Uh,
7: uh, well, I, I, so, I, I will bow to uh, the point of order.
0: So, uh, so Rod Burr, what, what are the community needs you're trying to meet through your library? How do, and how are you trying to meet those needs? And if you don't have an answer, you don't have to answer.
1: <laughs> I don't go very often, but my wife always complains they won't let her take out enough uh, online books. I'm not sure if, whether if there's kind of a limit there, so um, five for God's sake. Get once. <laughs> <laughs> you drive to Edmonton, you can listen to a two one there and one coming back. So
5: <laughs> maybe your answer goes to number two.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Ford, what community needs are you trying to meet through your library? How are you trying to meet those needs?
4: Well, as far as uh, as far as question one is concerned, I, I I'm not a library user myself. However, at times that I've visited, um, the library has a program on for younger kids. It's kind of like a uh, almost like a party. I like think they had one had one for the young gentleman one time, and then one for the the younger girls, and uh, I think by doing those types of things that are more than just taking out books and and stuff like that is beneficial to the, that younger generation.
0: So you're trying to say you you'd like to turn the library into a party house?
4: Not so much not so much as a party house, but to continue <laughs> with what the library is doing with the younger kids.
5: Mr. Mayor, could I ask? Yes. So, a, am I taking notes to fill out this survey, or somebody else, or how how will that well,
0: work? I can tell you, I'm not taking notes.
5: No, not. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify this. Okay.
0: Can you, can you, no, but I can. Okay. So, uh, in terms of what community needs are trying to meet through your library? Well, I would I would think a uh, a place where uh, individuals can go that aren't, uh, that don't, uh, that don't have access to online um, uh, facilities or the digital world, I guess, that they're uh, in their own homes. Um, and also a resource center for, uh, uh, for kids going to school. And also not, uh, a place that, uh, uh, senior citizens can go and uh, and get some uh, um, for intellectual stimulation.
3: Okay. That was kind of uh, where I was going to go to. Um, offers people um, that don't necessarily have other access to the information age a uh, place to get together and uh, access that information.
6: Okay, so I guess I had put down, um, yeah, accessibility to technology education. I also put down individuals who are learning English as a second language, accessibility to tools that are available there, as well as the link to arts and culture. and all that, I don't know if that's every museum or every library, but it seems to be our library, yeah, um, as well as broadening the scope of services for the
0: users. So... Uh well, well, we'll, since, uh, and, and what, what what are you going to add, Deputy Mayor Mazur, to these?
5: All of the oh, above. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said a gathering place. We've yeah. used it as a town council to uh, facilitate some Meeting. uh, meetings and so forth
0: as well. Yeah, I think it's good. So, uh, Mr. Needham, do you want to add anything to one, or can we move to two?
7: Are you suggesting, uh, Your Worship, that I'm suffering from a case of diarrhea of the mouth when no, I was no. at the library? <laughs> no,
0: I just wanted <laughs> so to. Yeah, I,
7: I, just... G- I guess, I, I d- well, to try help the, uh, the deputy mayor in her note taking. I guess with question number one, what community needs are you trying to meet? Uh, I would suggest that uh, there there is a plan of service, and that plan of service was developed in response to a local survey. So. Um, what are those community needs? Well, they're, they're quite exhaustive, and I would just refer the survey people to get a copy of it and read it. Uh, with number two, what trends are emerging in your community? I think one of the, uh, the big trends that we see are certainly uh, the use of uh, the computer network systems that are there. Uh, I thought everybody in Peace River had a smartphone and Mr. Google, and if you go by the library any hour of the day or evening, those workstations are heavily, heavily used. So uh, one of the trends would be uh, responding to uh, or the, the possibility of increasing that uh, the, the, uh, the number of monitors and PCs and the internet there at, at the library. And that, of course, is connected to number three, which is the demographics. And specifically, there's a large uh, influx of new residents to Peace River. Uh, so I, I would tie two and three together. Um, And and there are certainly seniors that are part of that group as well. But uh, lots of new Canadians, lots of uh, the Mennonite culture. And then finally, uh, you know, in terms of number four, the last one, how can the library help you? One or the other, and it ties back into the trends. As an example, there's an app on there called Hoopla. And I see I'm getting lots of blank stares from everybody in the room. Hoopla is a free library app where you can download movies. Um, It's a great app, great kids' movies. Doesn't cost you anything if you're a library member. Uh, the problem is the movie selection is somewhat limited. So how can the library system help you? I would suggest uh, programs such as Hoopla or or the selections is the term if those could be expanded to include more titles. Uh, those would be some broad suggestions from
0: okay. myself. So, um, Councilor Burr, why don't you answer two, three, and four? <laughs>
1: Well, I think I agree with uh, Councillor. Well, somebody mentioned that it's more of a social gathering place. You see more and more of that. I think, no, they're trying to do that. Um, again, I think there's a certain amount of people going there to use resources. They can only get there. Like, they bring in papers from all over and electronic resources that others that people can't normally get. And so if you need information what's happening someplace else in the world, you can go to the library and access that kind of stuff. Uh, I already mentioned you know, that I think there's a need for greater options for people to get more of electronic resources they already have, but uh, there are limits on, on there and it'd be nice if those could be increased. Um, And yeah, I'm not sure how the the peace library system can help, but I, you know, I personally would like to see the library become more of a, uh, a social hub where people go there and intermix and, you know, and socialize and, you know, you get younger people meeting with older people and that kind of stuff. But, again, I'm not sure how the Peace Library system could, could engage on that. But uh, I think it's more up to our local library to do that.
0: Uh, does that answer three and four as well?
4: Yep. Okay. 4 I'm going to pick D, all of the above. I agree with my fellow colleagues here. Um, in regards to number two, One, uh, as far as trends, um, one trend that I would like to see happen in our library is possibly to utilize the meeting rooms a little bit more, which I think are quite underutilized.
0: Okay, so I guess it's my turn. Well, the trend that I see is, well, obviously, this town is going to be more uh, more wired than ever, and uh, I think the trend would be that people would stay home and and actually access the library online and the resources online. Um um, which trends are on the wane? Um, I'm not really up on trends, so I don't know which ones are going to wane and which ones are going to wax. Uh, changes to the demographics. Well, certainly we're uh, we're focusing in. Uh, we we're building a uh, a seniors lodge uh, up near the hospital, or that's our intention, uh, and gearing Many of our amenities towards the, uh, towards seniors, so I think that we're going to grow the, uh, the 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 older population. Um, I would say there'd be lots of new Canadians, but with the clamp down on the temporary foreign worker program, I'm not sure whether that's uh, that's uh, that's a growth area. Hopefully, they'll uh, loosen loosen the uh, restrictions on that. And uh, which will help new Canadians and in terms of how can your library system help you I'm way too busy to use the library maybe if they could find more time for me okay Councillor Sajak can't follow that
6: (laughs) okay so that's me then uh, okay, so two for trends. I think most of them were mis- mentioned, ebooks, digital resources, use of computers, as well as apps. Um, I know my daughter is growing up on apps, um, educational apps, so I'm not sure how that works with Peace Library. I know Councillor Needham's talked a little bit about some of the resources, the digital resources that are available, but that, I think, is a growing trend. Um, seniors is definitely um, a demographic Uh, that we're looking to target in the town of Peace River, as well as um, the youth getting um, the kids engaged back into the libraries. Um, I know when I was a kid we spent a lot of time in libraries, but I haven't done that with my child, so I'm (laughs) I'm hoping that there's a bit of a shift there. Uh, And you know what? I'm kind of stuck on four. I don't really have an answer
0: for four. So, uh, so so, you're going to, uh, well, I took some notes. Uh, a couple more. Um, I agree with the app part,
5: including things like the Ancestry.com that they've bought into. So if you go to your uh, library, you can do some search on your ancestors, the language uh, learning program software that they provide, um, newspapers, just to carry on with... Um, expanding and maintaining their collections of all of that. Um, I know that they help um, our local library somehow to buy a certain number of accesses to various books that are online and whatnot, so I would suggest keep on increasing their uh, allocation to that, as well as to keep on increasing their... um, Program help to local libraries in terms of something like, say, the summer reading program for young kids, um, and anything that gets um, uh, everyone, every age, I, I guess, um, interested
0: in reading and literacy of all sorts. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, well, Anna took some notes, but I see, I see, you were taking quite a few notes. So, so are you actually going to fill it out and send it? You know, I guess if worst comes to worst, you could clip out this section of the podcast and just send it to them.
6: I don't know. Did we mention partnerships in there? Because that might be another one, too, if you're looking at I know, like, for example, the daycare has a partnership with the gym club, and maybe something like that might work well with the library system as well.
0: Okay. Thank you. This item was probably a Governance and Priorities Committee uh, item. <laughs> okay so that uh, that's that item uh, uh, deputy mayor Manzer you brought up the item of June the 8 2015 regular council regular council meeting uh, maybe um, you could uh, just
5: yes um, um, June 8th is a regular council meeting. However, uh, most councillors will be coming back from a conference in Edmonton that day, and I'm not sure they'll arrive by 5 p.m. or want to have a 12- or 16-hour day there. So my question is, are we carrying on with that meeting, canceling it, or rescheduling?
0: I'll go with the majority decision. Uh, any uh, suggestions?
6: I don't disagree with not having it on that day, but um, we might need to reschedule it. I don't know what the agendas are looking like. Pretty,
1: uh,
8: there's,
5: <coughs> excuse me. There's nothing scheduled on council calendar, calendar that I'm aware of for the 9th and 10th. Um, the 10th is a neighborhood meeting in uh, right. Parkview, yeah, I believe. Uh,
0: What do you want to do, Deputy Mayor Manager?
5: Actually, I'm sorry to interrupt your worship. Also, the 10th is the uh, governance and priorities as well, so that will not work.
0: Well, we'll go to the neighborhood meeting, cancel governance and priorities.
5: Okay, then I'm going to suggest that we have a council meeting on May 9th.
0: June June 9th. June 9th. (laughs) Maybe May
5: 9th too, but June 9th.
0: Okay, so is that your motion? Yes, that is my motion. To cancel the. or, yeah, June 8th meeting res-
5: and rescheduled to June
0: 9th. Rescheduled the June 8th, 2015, regular meeting, canceled to June the, June the 9th, 2015. So all in favor of Deputy Mayor Manza's motion? Is there anyone against? No? Past. Mr. Mayor,
5: yeah. there's also another one that I don't know if you want to deal with right now, but in September, September 23rd would be a governance and priorities meeting. And there happens to be another convention, the AUMA in Calgary, September 22nd to the 26th. So the 23rd, we could decide to have a meeting or not have a meeting, but we should do something about
0: it. Right. Well, maybe we'll just... Uh,
5: We need a plan sometimes.
0: So how about the plan will be to make a plan on September 1st or something like that? Oh, I it's, won't be here,
5: but uh, you, that would be good.
0: Well, I, I think we'll just cancel. The, if it conflicts with a uh, convention that most of the councillors go to, we'll just cancel it or postpone it. So if you feel that the convention is, is worthwhile, uh, book yourself for the convention. And uh, and and if there isn't enough quorum here at in the town of Peace River, uh, we'll mm-hmm. uh, postpone or cancel it.
5: I believe, actually, that all council members are going.
0: Uh Um, To AUA, Keanu?
5: That's correct, except
0: perhaps you, maybe. (laughs) Perhaps.
5: (laughs) But, yeah, all council is going. And while we're on the subject, if I may, November 11th, actually, the governance and priorities meetings happens to be on
2: November 11th as well. So just FYI. Yeah.
0: We'll probably cancel that. Okay, so we uh, passed a motion uh, to, to change the June 8th meeting to June the 9th. That takes us to the Mighty Peace Oil and Gas Show. And there is a, um, I think, I think uh, administration has recommended that council provide bronze media sponsorship to the Mighty Peace Oil and Gas Show. And further, that Council be enabled to attend the Mighty Peace, Oil, and Gas Show to be held on May 19th to 22nd, 2015. And the Mayor or or Designate be enabled to attend the Social Mixer on May 20th, 2015 at the Bell Petroleum Center.
5: What time is it on May 20th? Because that's when we have a meeting with Peace River School Division in Berwyn. All, or the no, more,
0: all the more reason for the yes. mayor to go to the social mixer.
5: Now, Mr. Mayor, <laughs> think this through.
0: 7 p.m.
6: Uh, Your Worship, in the interest of time here, um, I think the Mighty Peace Oil and Gas Show is a good showcase for uh, both the town of Peace River and the region. So I would accept administration's recommendation as well as the enabling of the mayor or designate, if necessary, to attend the social mixer on May 20th.
0: Okay. And, the, and we're taking the uh, – so the media sponsorship is $2,500, and we're taking that money out Grants of to groups. Grants to groups? Yeah. Okay. Or? there
6: is money money
5: budgeted for advertising so we can take it out of that.
6: Okay that would be
0: even better okay. so uh, all in favor of councilor banking's motion And uh, that takes us to uh, the check registry reports April 13th, 27th and 30th. Uh, anyone have questions on the checks? Hearing none, uh, I'll entertain a motion to accept the checks for information. Councillor Satchuk, all in favor? Um, Councillor Ports, uh, meeting since April 27, 2015, regular meeting Council, and I don't think there were that many meetings, were there? There was MPC, was there?
6: Yeah, the Thursday the thirtieth, we had um, a meeting going through the land use bylaw. Okay. Um, so we met from one until about four fifteen, I believe. Uh, and I think we're going to have probably two more meetings to get through
0: that. Okay. And.
6: Uh, and then I guess on the twenty seventh as well, um, Deputy Mermanzer and myself attended a presentation at uh, T. A. Norris School with the grade. Um, five and six class, and that was awesome. They were really engaged. We probably could have stayed an extra 45 minutes. We were there for about a, just over an hour, probably could have stayed for at least another 45 minutes with all the questions that they were asking. Um, so that was very encouraging to see that enthusiasm.
0: And I think along those lines, Councillor Ford went to the DARE graduation at Food Shepherd School, and that was on Friday. Um, anything you want to add to that, Councillor Ford?
4: No, that was the uh, the only presentation I did was to the DARE graduates on the 15th.
0: Right. So that's, uh, yeah, so it was a pretty quiet week. Mm. Okay, and any uh, meetings coming up? We have one uh, on May the 6th. This is a I'll call it a residence slash uh, neighborhood renewal meeting. And uh, that actually is not being, it's for the Saddleback neighborhood, but the meeting is being held at the, uh, what they call town fire hall, what, number four? Okay, and um, not quite in the Saddleback neighborhood, but close by, I guess.
1: Just okay. for clarity, that meeting, while the focus will be for people in Saddleback, any resident the town can attend, right?
0: Yeah, if, if they show up, we won't turn them away. They won't need to produce their utility bill and prove that they're from the Saddleback neighborhood. That's what you mean.
7: The other item, Your Worship, on uh, May 6th, I had uh, chamber lunch with a, um, I believe that's a regular lunch, and so I was, uh, I thought I would attend.
0: Great. Deputy Mayor Manson?
5: Um On May 9th, I have a Peace Library uh, meeting in Grand Prairie. And on um, May 12th, we have the Rec Study. Uh, report to councils in Grimshaw and on May 13th I have uh, well either governance and priority at seven o'clock or um, the CEC with Northern Lakes uh, their annual
6: CEC meetings that evening and the next day and on Friday, uh, Your Worship, I have a pre-to-meeting in Sexsmith, so that would be on the 8th.
0: Okay. And their agenda isn't up on their website yet?
6: Yeah, correct. It is, actually. I did find it on here.
0: And I don't think there's a, anything else for me? Mr. Ford? Nothing, Mr. Okay, very good. That takes us to the information items. And uh, MMSA uh, was the first informational item. I'm not trying to remember what that one was about. Uh, this is a regular board meeting. Uh, this is where Deputy Mayor Manzer announced that the medical center is about to be built. So, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> the The uh, medical center was a very quiet quiet announcement. Um, is there anything in writing? Should there be a change in government?
5: <laughs> well, they've uh, been given, I think it's $5 million for year one to um, go ahead with the process.
0: So that's in the bank account already? That
5: would be in the government's bank account as relayed to uh, Dan Diabolt, who's looking after the liaison between AHS, the doctors, and the municipalities. Oh, okay. So I believe he has that in writing.
0: Okay, that sounds good.
5: Yeah. Uh, Just also on this MMSA um, report... um, Council should be aware that uh, MMSA is going to be conducting a review and defining um, what m- is considered mobile homes and what are considered manufactured homes. And they'll use that then in all their planning.
0: Great. Okay. And um, so the second item under uh, information was us contacts. So this... Uh, letter uh, outlines um, the TELUS contacts for the fiber optic cable is my understanding um, is there anything that we should highlight in this particular letter Ms. Adams you're, on, you're our point person on this project
5: okay. so one question our, I assume that they're still going around town and if people aren't home when they pop into their doorway, they do they leave a message or they return or what, what do they do? Do we know? Um, they have different
1: well, On the there was a meeting place where you
5: pick up forms at the North Ready I mean, it's getting there. Well, that's news to me. I've just been asking and kind of wondering, so I'll head for the North end, Ready Mark, I guess.
0: on
7: I'm in the far north end of town and I've had uh, two visits on two consecutive nights so they hit uh, hit my street uh, with some uh, some degree of vigor because I had two representatives come and
0: uh, so they, they've been around. They were in Shaftesbury here last week, late last week. Yeah. So.
4: They're in my area in Saddleback two weeks ago plus the uh, the North End Ready Mart. I did see that advertised on Facebook.
1: I guess that's my concern because people have asked me, and I don't know if they've missed where where do they go like. I'm saying no. You need to get a hold of them. But so, th- with this information, it'll be posted on the town's website, and then people can then use that to to follow up. Okay.
0: So there are uh, in the tell us contact uh, letter. There is a residential order inquiry number, um, and that uh, is one eight five 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 six five fifty five eighty eight, and a business order inquiry, and the contact info is. 310 3100, and um, perhaps um, we'll uh, perhaps uh, Ms. Bench, you couldn't con- contact TELUS. Well, I should bounce it off, off council first. What about the uh, idea of having a TELUS day? Um, they are putting $24 million worth of capital investment. This will uh, Ensuring that everyone gets fiber optic or nearly everyone gets fiber optic to their homes makes kind of cars out a niche niche for us in the region, makes this town that much more attractive. Is there value uh, of uh, having a TELUS day and we could have it, we could uh, perhaps build it uh, in conjunction with the TELUS people as to the best day and that sort of thing? I know that they're going to be available at, at things like Peace Fest and uh, probably the Aboriginal Pow Wow um, and other events like that, but I'm wondering if there's a value of, of a TELUS day. You you'd need
1: some sort of event to draw people. Or are you thinking we would – just just have a well, day and just recognize and advertise it and not have some place where people would go oh well, well
0: we, I think we, we would obviously do it uh, jointly would tell us so that we could direct people to uh, whatever kiosks or individuals that uh, or well locations where they can sign up. Ms. Adams? Oh, okay. Right. Well, perhaps uh, Ms. Bench, you can uh, contact the Telus uh, person and just see what their reaction is, and and what to a Telus day, or if they've they feel they have it all under control, and. They, uh, they don't need our help. Okay. Uh, item number three, uh, Bob Kinsella is being honored uh, by Alberta Municipal f- Affairs, uh, receiving a f- uh, Fire Services Exemplary Service Medal, Investiture Recognition. Um, I see in the email in the letter that uh, he's going to be receiving that in Red Deer, and they uh, they CC the mayor so that the mayor can attend. Perhaps you can uh, send, uh, draft up a letter for my signature so that. Uh, re- or, or are you going to be in Red Deer?
5: Uh, sorry, no. Mentioned? I'm just uh, questioning: Is this Mike? Can show no R- Mike, yes. Yeah. this Yes, it's Mike.
0: Oh it's not, not it's, as, it's, okay. it's Mike. Oh
1: so they could get his name, right?
0: Oh maybe the M in in the middle. Oh, I like okay. Okay. So maybe draft up a letter for my signature to uh, to Mike Kinsella, indicating that, uh, you know, the town's very proud of him, uh, and we all are. um, But regretfully, uh, I won't be able to attend the the Red Deer event.
7: I see, uh, Your Worship, I see the fire chiefs in attendance. Is this 25 years of service, or is this something else? Twenty years. Okay, the letter doesn't say twenty, but I presume to get this distinction, the twenty is tied to that definition. So, thank you. Okay.
0: So, um, and then the uh, item number four is the senior women's provincial curling team, 2015, uh, thanking us for uh, we must have given them a grants for groups grant.
5: I think you gave them, uh, or they took pins and stuff
0: oh, like that. Oh, okay. Uh, there were no names with this. Was this a FOIP thing, keeping their names off there? Or? Okay.
5: Yep,
0: that's all it was. Okay. Well, uh, Do you want the name? Well, you, well, I think it. they made it all the way to the... Uh, to the Provincial Championships, uh, representing the Town of Peace River.
5: Okay. They're Elaine Lorne, Heather Vedras, Cheryl Montgomery, and Sharon Darrow. Okay. okay. And they all curl out of the Peace River Curling Club.
0: Well, congr- our, extend our congratulations to them. And, and we very much appreciate the thank you note. Uh, The Municipal Planning Commission uh, minutes, uh, literally minutes, 30 minutes, uh, are also posted for your information. Uh, T.A. Norris, Grade 5 and 6, thanked Madame Benke and Madame Manzer in French for their uh, presentation on uh, municipal government. Earth Day uh, Hometown Heroes Award Program um, is this. Um, well, Earth Day has passed. Is was there a, was there a particular reason why we wanted? Well, I guess nominations must be postmarked by June the thirtieth, twenty fifteen. So you just want to make people aware that there's a nominee that. Uh, that uh, if people want to nominate somebody for a who, who's who's done an environmentally great job here in the town of Peace River, that uh, they can be nominated for prizes ranging from ten to five thousand dollars cash, um, and uh, and. Probably for the rep on the DMI uh, forestry committee, there is an invitation to be uh, for public member participation in Whitecourt at the Forest Interpretive Center, where they're going to discuss the merger of the College of Alberta for- Professional Foresters and the College of Alberta f- Professional Forest Technologies Technologists. Uh, Mr. Kessler Needham, you're our rep on the uh, Forest Advisory Committee, and will you be attending that? I I, I am
7: the rep on that committee, although my designate seems to attend more frequently than I do. uh, I have read the email that they sent along, and I would suggest this is a purely information item and uh, has very little, little to do with the business of, governance in the town of Peace River. and I wish them well in their deliberations.
0: Okay. So a motion for, for items 11.1 through to 11.8 uh, inclusive for information. Anyone going to make that motion? Councillor Benke, all in favour? Passed. Uh, Ms. Bench, any notices of motion? None that I'm aware of. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, Key communication items. There's only one member from the media today. Any uh, any items that you think are worth highlighting? Absolutely
5: I'm talking to Murphy Oil tomorrow. So who wants to
0: uh, represent the town? Well, I uh, well, who, who wants to? Is there somebody in? has got a burning desire. If not, you know my phone number. You can call me. I guess. Yeah, it's, I think it's, isn't it right in the letter?
8: Yes. May 19th, 24th, something like that?
0: I will look it up right here. Sheraton Red Deer, Tuscany Ballroom. And the dress is uniform or business attire. No. well, there seem to be some blank expressions when I (laughs) put it out there, so I uh, will, yeah, well, it's, yeah, if it gets to be 30 plus, that slurpy truck will attract people out there. Yeah. Great. Okay, Uh, we'll recess for five minutes and uh, come back for in-camera.